episode of the UU Hawk Show. This is Hannah, and here's the rest of our cast. Hey, it's Sarah. I'm Megan. Bonjour, <laughs> I'm Joe. Hi, I'm Patrick, the disappointment. <laughs> so it's been a while since Megan's been on the podcast because she's hey been to a couple places, including Japan. Japan. The homeland, guys. I was I re- <laughs> I've returned really sadly. All the way from but... the land of Nihon. The Nihon. <laughs> Not real Nihon steel. Or Nip I don't remember that quote. Anyway. But yeah, I'm back from Japan. It was a it was a really fun trip. Um Luckily, the first time I went, there wasn't a lot of, like, merch for Shonen stuff. Mm -hmm. This year, I got lucky because it's the 50th anniversary of Shonen Jump. And the 25th anniversary of the Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho. You've been running this show for 25 (laughs) 25 years. years. Oh, Oh my God. It's weird because I'm not even 25 yet. So, like, (laughs) oh, man, this show is older than I am. Y'all can oh, fuck off. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm a child. Actually, actually, this, sh- this show started airing, like, like, like literally the the, uh, the month of my birth. Nice. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of weird. So there you go. I think Joe's the only one older than this show. Is. I know. <laughs> fuck off. To be fair, only by, like, Joe. three years. But, or yeah. four? Or three, five? Three. Or, okay, three. Uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah, Megan, tell us about your trip. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Done. Done. Well, That's it. I bought them a lot of merch back because there was a lot more. Like, I was expecting, like, two, I went two years ago. I used to live there. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I used to live there, like, two, three years ago mm-hmm. for a couple months. And when I was there, not a lot of stuff that I actually, like, not a lot of merchandise, uh, things that I could buy of things I actually watched and actually knew about. Um, there was a lot of stuff, like, anime-related stuff, but... It was um, not very focused on, like, shonen merch. Like, yeah. Like, who's buying that kind of stuff? Um, I would have, but, you know. <laughs> um, but this time, since it is the anniversary, there was just a lot more options and a lot more stuff. So I brought everybody a bunch of little keychains. So mm-hmm. I think pretty much one of every character, even the the more niche characters, I got Joe, uh, frick, what's his name? Shinobu. Yeah, I got him Shinobu, which is not, like, something, like, you'd expect no. to have keep. There was so he much is- stuff. Man, without saying too much, he's one of my favorite villains in anything ever. <laughs> Those of you who have seen the show before will know. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it makes sense that he's there, but it's the fact that there's just so much. Like, I went to Sanrio and there was um, merch for Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, wow. Was it, did, I forget, did you find, like, crossover merch? or? Yeah, crossover <gasps> merch. Was it, like, oh Yusuke's uh, Batsumaru? Or? Yeah, like, the... The penguin thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like Yusuke. It was the the penguin thing and Yusuke. But you like the penguin thing. What's his name? Uh, Batsumaru. Batsumaru. Oh my god. He was wearing like I think Yusuke's stuff, and then Yusuke, little chibi Yusuke, was like next to him. Aww. It was cute. I think I sent you guys. I'll, I'll post. What I want to do is post. Um, I'll hopefully have an article out by the time this episode airs. But we can repost it on our Facebook slash uh, Tumblr and such. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, we'll do that for sure. But I want to give like a little nerd guide to uh Nihon Land. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like uh, that place. Because I mean, not everyone surprise guys, not everyone in Japan likes anime. Uh, they don't. Weird, do right? Like no one's walking around, like running really? with their hands behind their back, or like. So it's, it's not like anime high schools that. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of crazy. Like I don't know, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, but not everyone likes anime there, so it's actually a little bit harder to find quality anime merchandise, and mm-hmm. um, I talk a lot about uh, 
what's really popular for nerds over there is I I can't say the word do, doujinshi. Um, which are not always erotic not always they are it's fan fiction it's essentially basically what it means is fan fiction but um is there's really a lot the of really cool stuff huh is that really the term for it doujinshi is that really just like fan fiction yeah, yeah. so like a lot of video games yeah. are called doujinshi if they're independently made and riffing on popular properties even if they have no eroticism to the, them whatsoever yeah. it's huh. a, and that's something i actually learned while i was there Cause like, oh, there's no porn in this. This is weird. Like, this is just this isn't doujin at all. This is just a B story about how two people are hanging out. Like, weird. But yeah, not everything is R18 there. Like, it's you know. Um, but yeah, great time, guys. Uh, I really hope you guys can eventually, you know, go travel there or see things. We can all let's all go on a trip to yeah. Japan. I'd, I'd be super down. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. Do a cast there or something in the streets? Yeah, just oh, oh yeah, let's not do it's that. Totally <laughs> and, and, interviewing people. So, what did you think about Yu Yu Hakusho? And oh it's my like God. just a, a straight Japanese response. Oh shit, I forgot we're in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> or just like the effect of like, yeah, my uh, dad watched that when he was young, and I'll be like, I'm old. <laughs> it's like to my dad fair, watched just leaves. Yeah, I forget that the show came out there 25 years ago. Yeah, to us it came out. 10 years ago. 15 years ago. So people our age, like, in their early 20s and even younger, definitely know about the show or have been like, oh yeah, I remember kind of seeing bits and pieces of that, like, mm-hmm. as a child or it's, as it's an like, infant. <laughs> it's like how Dragon Ball Original came out here after Z, and, like, Z already came out way after it did in Japan. So because of that, I would talk to my aunt about her childhood growing up in the Philippines watching Dragon Ball Original like, when I was watching it new, so that's that weird time delay is crazy. You gotta admit, though, that's really, really cool, though. Cause Intergenerational you can, you, stuff? Yeah, you can connect gener- generationally to people that way, like, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you can discuss, oh, what do you think about Go- Son Goku, and have these th- discussions where it's like, you know... It's it's kind of cool, but at the same time, like, a big part of the reason that I've, like, never really, really gone out of my way to, like, learn Japanese is I'm, I'm like... All the stuff I like that's in Japanese is really old, and I'd be talking to forty-year-olds. <laughs> so, that's, that's basically me and Neo Geo stuff. I, I understand, but there's like a certain level of like, oh, is it still worth it? Depending on like how broadly I can actually speak to my interest. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's like the Beatles, man. It's like you know, never ate. Who? Like the Beatles. <laughs> I've never heard that, of these people. Is that a is that a show in Japan? The, uh, the, the, Beatles. Beatles. the Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like, I, oh, that was a joke. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought you were serious. I was like, shit. You know, Earthbound. <laughs> Earthbound, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, anyway. Sorry. But yeah. No, good stuff. Is there, is there anything more you want to say about your trip, or are you just going to cover it in your uh, little blog, blog post or whatever? I don't know. Do you guys have any anything you guys that I miss? I don't know if I'm missing. I know we talked about this earlier, but... Oh, we did not talk about this earlier. We talked about this right now, two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess if listeners have any questions, yeah. they could probably hit us up and we could answer them on a later episode. Yeah. Or we can ignore them. I mean... I, I'd or, prefer to or. answer them. Unless it's weird. But, yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, even if it's weird, if you're like, I really want to find Bulma X Vegeta porn, like... I will gladly know where you can find that. Spoilers, you can find it. You can find, find it. It's it. also 8,000 yen, which is about $80 USD. Uh, good quality work, it looked like. It was wrapped in plastic, so I couldn't flip through. Uh, Just get a digital fun copy. Facts. <laughs> yeah, there, it's, almost everything is online, but like, um, 
it's you know fun to yeah support artists. The thing is, I can't understand. Like, I can't read a lot of kanji, and like I don't think you need to read that much for this. <laughs> I read it for the plot. Okay, if I'm paying eighty bucks, I want no plot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there are plots to some of those, but let's. That's not the subject that's of this right. podcast. So the that's... last time. <laughs> We talked. Right into it. <laughs> Last time we talked, we dove straight into the Beast of the Maze Castle arc where Yusuke and Kuwabara have to stop their hometown and possibly the entire human world from being overtaken by the nefarious four saint beasts and their mind controlling demon bugs. Super gross. With Kurama and Hiei, they enter the Saint Beast Castle, taking down one by one, taking down each beast one by one until their leader is left. So, we'll continue talking about the arc covering episodes 19 through 21. We'll also talk more about everyone's favorite animation studio. We might do that next time, actually. Yeah. We'll maybe sprinkle in info here or there. But anyway, the animation studio is Studio Puro. Yep, that's right. We won't be talking about Studio Puro, but we'll be talking about a a parrot that's in a studio. (laughs) I mean, yeah. We'll get into that. (laughs) Okay, so we'll start off with episode 19, um, which in English is Suzaku, the leader of the Saint Beast. And in Japanese, it's the last of the four holy holy beasts, Suzaku. Very similar title this time around. Um, In Japan, it aired February 20th, 1993. In the U.S., July 6th, 2002. So what happens is as... Yusuke's team fends off against an army of cultivated humans, and while Botan keeps Keiko clear of the homicidal clutches of infected humans back on Earth, Yusuke stands alone against Suzaku, the leader and the last of the Saint Beasts. Overall impressions, you guys? Zombies. Yeah, yeah zombies, <laughs> but like two different flavors of zombies. There's the pseudo-infectious zombies in the human world, and then there's the plant people zombies <laughs> in the demon world. Yeah, yeah this uh, episode is just full of zombie varieties. It's the Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this episode's Oops All Zombies. It's kind of like the Blue Man Group and the Swamp Things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Official names from now on. I mean, I mean, they play steel drums, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Blue Man Group, though, like it's that that teacher. It was. He kept saying, like, creepy crap. Oh, like, yeah. He was yeah. super he was, I was. It was so rude. He was like, I'm going to discipline you, Keiko. You've been a bad <laughs> girl, <laughs> Yukimura. <laughs> like, oh, I don't yeah. know if it was this the first this episode, but at one point he actually says, like, Yusuke ruined your you're now trash or something along oh, those yeah. lines. Yeah. Was weird. Was like, oh, my God, what nice. the fuck? It's it's a bit weird. It gets a little. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But like, man, I think that's much stronger in the U.S. version. In the Japanese version, it's much more like threats of violence. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because I was just listening to it and I was like, oh no, where did this go? <laughs> oh, but yeah. So uh, I guess if you guys don't have any more thoughts about it, we can just go through the episode. Um, so what happens is that Yusuke, Koba, Kurama, and Hiei, they rush towards the watchtower of the castle where Suzaku, the leader of the Saint Beast, awaits. Cue, there's a bunch of lightning, thunder, and that, like, ominous <laughs> battle music that no we rain, all know. just lightning and thunder. <laughs> yeah. Rain's too hard to animate, y'all. Yeah. Well, that's true. That is absolutely true. 1990s. <laughs> Um, and then it cuts back to the human world, where we see Keiko running for her life from a gang of very possessed and super blue zombie teachers. 
And she turns to the corner, and someone pulls her into the bushes. But luckily, it's our favorite blue-haired girl, Botine. With her stack-ass outfit. Man, that is... Mm-hmm. The, I was about to say, like, that's Akira. That's, like, Michael Jackson. Like, yes. I, what is that? I was, thinking, I was thinking Max... It's Michael Jackson is straight up. Oh, oh, <laughs> actually, yeah, I could see Michael. I was thinking, like, the... Mad Max esque costume. Oh, I see Mad all. Mad I see all of these. It's all. It's Akira. It's Michael Jackson. It's Mad Max. She's just working it. She's just the best that the nineties has to offer. Oh man! I just want her style. You can. You can. And you can have it, I really need it. for a price. Oh man, we need to make one of those copy her look uh, memes. Yeah, it's yes. just like this actually costs like nine thousand dollars. That's that's not a joke. The cheapo bat's very cheap, but everything else. Okay. So. Um, Botan, she gets Keiko, and then she calls Yusuke with her little communicator thing, and tells him that she, how she suspects that it's the Saint Beasts are planning to kill Keiko, and we kind of see that from previous episodes, that they really are. And so, unfortunately, she gets interrupted by the zombie Iwamoto, so that, that really squared faced mean teacher. Like, <laughs> almost exactly face. a square. Yeah. <laughs> they just gave up. It's a square now. <laughs> and he calls them cockroaches, which is super rude, and attacks them. Which is <laughs> super rude. Yeah. He punches at them, they dodge, and he hits the concrete wall behind them, partially shattering it. Which, I don't know, he's a big, beefy dude, but I feel like that's a bit much. So, of interest, though, in the Latin American version of this, when he finds them, he says, Aquí estás which means here you are, singular, as in here only one of you is, as if he is completely ignoring the other one. Ooh, that's interesting. It's an interesting thing. I have no idea if there's an equivalent in Japanese, but there's no there's no way to convey that difference in English, so. Well, if you think about it... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, if you think about it, it's just the way... uh, If you think about it, they're only after Keiko, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. he only mentions Keiko, and Botan's just like an extra, like, well, there she is. I guess we better murder this other person. (laughs) Woo! Say like they, he says just cockroach, so I think it even oh, English that's true. Still, yeah. like, for they're still only so focused on um, just Keiko. Keiko. Yeah, like, Botan's just a magic. defender, so they yeah. have to just get her out of the way. Yeah, like oh, that's, that's oh. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they make a run for it, Keiko and Botan, and then it cuts to Koenma, and he's watching both of them. Um, happening and then he looks into his other screen and it, it's Yusuke and Pals. It's written in the notes in Sorry. the Yusuke world. I, I later <laughs> refer to them as the three amigos. So, um, so he's watching both of the both situations both in the human world and the demon world in his comfy little office in the spirit world and Koma says that they can't afford to let Keiko die because in the Japanese version he wouldn't know how to apologize to Yusuke in the English version, Yusuke would never take orders again. So very different yeah. reasonings. Yeah, that, that one got kind of dark just in the U.S. version. It's like, I'm using this kid. Yeah. <laughs> in the Japanese, he even uses, like, Moshi... I'm gonna... If you speak Japanese, I'm sorry. But he uses, like, the... <laughs> it's like Moshi Wake Arimasen, which is, like, the Kago version of, like... Mm-hmm. Apologies, not like oh, you I might don't want know to explain like... that too. So okay, like so, it's like a so in Japanese, there's different formalities of language, right? Mm-hmm. Like using everyone knows desu, like that kind of ending yeah. phrase. I mean, but that's kind of it's a little more polite than just ending something in like a plain 
oh man, this is confusing already. Anyway, we'll ignore that. Um, but like, there's certain things and certain words mm-hmm. that replace other words that we don't have it in our language. We, you know, we say please and thank you, right? right. And that's our polite language. Um, there, kego is used in like a business setting or like oh, okay. when you're when you're when you feel like you don't have, maybe not have to feel this actually, but when you're under someone, you're supposed to use like an elevated form of speech to talk oh, to someone else yeah. to show respect. Right. It's a form of respect. And like, I don't, I don't know the translation well enough to be like, maybe that's just like a phrase they use, but yeah. I know that is that specific way is the, the, the most serious and most, mm-hmm. um, apologetic and most like I'm beneath this person type of way to apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you wouldn't be like, ah, oh, like, oops, I bumped into you, Moshi walking. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the person's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I, you're good. You're like, you say sumimasen or like, uh, gomenasai. Like, yeah. And even gomenasai can be kind of form, not really, but, you know, depending on how you use it. Right. Like, the context. The context, like, um, and, you know, usually just use sumimasen, but the fact he used the keigo version. Yeah. I don't know if he always talks in keigo, because I don't actually know. So maybe this is just his form of speech, but, like, he's supposed to be, like, a higher, up a higher guy. up guy. So maybe in my, maybe I'm just I'm mistranslating this hardcore. But there, there seems to be a level of respect when yeah. he talks. No, that, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, at least from that one word I heard. So <laughs> yeah, no, I wish I honestly knew more to have like yeah. viewed it through that lens. If I am completely off, feel free to correct me though, because like hit up our Twitter, <laughs> please at the Yu Yu Show. Yeah, actually, I need to update that. I don't post on that very much. <laughs> I post on the Facebook too much, so it balances out, you know. I gotcha. Yeah, I'll get I'll get in a better schedule. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but anyways, uh, back at the castle, Suzaku watches Yusuke and the gang as they run towards his evil lair, and in a very classic villain manner, uh, reveals in their panic that they can't wait uh, that he can't wait to see Yusuke's despair when Keiko dies, while his evil bird girlfriend laughs maniacally. Her name is Marugu, and. Throughout the notes that we wrote, okay, because a couple people contributed to them, there's very different senses of her personhood, free will, being a pet, being his girlfriend. It's very unclear. I think they're fucking, but it's unclear. Well, totally fucking. I did a lot of the notes. This is Sarah, by the way. And I forgot her name because I thought it was like, I, thought, I kept on mistaking like the Mirugo. But I also thought it was like Miruku, and I was like, I think I'm gonna get Milk. this wrong, so I just couldn't call her the girlfriend because she, because I just didn't have the time. The girlfriend, like it's not Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird. It's, it's not firmly Academy established, but she yes. she speaks very flirtatiously to him in at least English and Spanish. I can't speak to Japanese. Japanese, she's she's it's very girly and very yeah. like. She has beautiful eyelashes, so clearly like she's, she's feminine. Yeah. Oh yeah, she has hair. Like yeah, what is, what is this bird? What is this bird? Okay, if you haven't seen this episode yet, like it is a green bird, right? But with like picture a green bird, a regular cartoon green bird with like long eyelashes, like a parakeet or something like that. Yeah. And then she has like Keiko's hair. Like they just she has wait. like Quetzalcoatl tails. Yes. And like I, they just went to fucking town with this like anthropomorphic yeah, ass like, bird. Yeah, big old anime eyes. Yeah, they tried yeah. to make her sexy, but like boy is. It's like they went like just half-assed the furry aspect on her. Betty Boop is technically a dog at first, and like she was. What the fuck? What you guys didn't know that? I didn't know that. Like okay, so Betty Boop, y'all know Betty Boop, the little um, lady from like the twenties. She had uh, like the black curly hair and like hoop earrings. Mm -hmm. 
in the original, that, those were her ears. Oh. That's, so those she's based off ears. a human character, so that's really, I mean, I believe you. Yeah. It's more like they just made a furry version of that human person. And then they unfurried the her. <laughs> and they unfurried her, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, fun fact, uh, any of you guys watched a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? <laughs> no. I'm wondering how this is going to relate. <laughs> the old lady that's senile that, that's like, oh, clock. It's like the, the old lady that's super senile. She like does a Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. She actually is the voice of Betty Boop. Oh, that's actually really cool. Does she know about her original furry origins? Though? I bet she did. I don't think you could ask her. She died like 20 years ago. So. Fun fact, Betty Boop, uh, the person we all think she's based off, the white lady, was... It's argued that she's based off of an African-American lady hmm. who did it before. Oh, man. I'm not doing her justice because I can't remember her we, name. We need to do some research some before establishing our story. You get the idea, listeners. <laughs> All right. Back to the story. Okay. So. Um, what were we with Bird Person? <sighs> that, she, that she exists. <laughs> yes. And that Suzaku may or may not have a cloaca. Uh, can we explain that to viewers? No, yeah. don't worry. So. Uh, Suzaku says to his lady, his bird lady, his lady, 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 bird. Oh, Maru- lady bird, her name lady is bird. Uh, Lady Bird or Marugu, you know what it is. That Yusuke can't arrive too early to the party, so he sends a distraction to them. And by distraction, he means a horde of hundreds of hundreds of zombies. The official English translation for these zombies is cultivated humans. I don't know why they said that, because they're yeah. basically, they said in Japanese, zombie mitai, like, they're like zombies. Like, <laughs> Or do they say, in, in the Japanese, do they say, or the English, do they call them cultivated we, humans? They, they call, call them cultivated, cultivated humans. humans. With, the, with the explanation that these creatures are grown by demons in large fields um, with no free will whatsoever, basically to serve them as slave labor. Oh my god. But they basically look like zombies. Oh, they're more like um, the clay monsters that you made. Golems? Golems. Oh, yeah, they kind of are like golems, huh? I've, have you guys played Castlevania? Yeah, which one? I saw the anime. Oh, well, the, the anime doesn't count. <laughs> which Castlevania? Uh, any of the ones after Symphony of the Night. Do you remember the une? Like the, yeah. the like sea urchin-like things that spread onto like, cliffs and stuff, and then if they get on someone's head, turn them into a zombie? Yeah. These dudes are une. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they look like them, at least. So I looked up whether or not that was a traditional yokai and couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, a yokai that both of them are based on. Just the idea of, like, infected humans who have, like, this thing implanted in their skull. Isn't there, like, yokai like, everything? Like, thousands? Yeah, there's, there's tons of yokai. And, like, there's also the variations among them can either be actual different yokai, depending mm-hmm. on which tradition you're going with, or just, like, shades of the same thing. I like the umbrella one. The Umbrella One rules. It's super cute. But yeah. Oh, the Umbrella, like, Yokai? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what it's called? I, I don't Oh, no. I don't know over from Yokai Watch. I just watched that and it's like, at least. <laughs> I think it's the Umbrella. I'm thinking there's one with, like, the Umbrella. But there's like the a one little... with, like, a little leaf. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's okay. the Umbrella One that, like, sticks its tongue out and, like, flies oh. by opening itself and, like, mm. flying away. <laughs> yokai are so cute, man. They're adorable. Uh, <laughs> Except for in this show, they're not. Yeah, yeah they're not yeah. that cute. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Um, so, basically, Yusuke's about to shotgun all of them, but Kurama stops him saying to save his energy and use his head instead, which is definitely something Yusuke never does. <laughs> Yusuke thinks, like, oh, you want me to headbutt all of them? There's hundreds. <laughs> that was a line that was in the U.S. version that I really like. And this is, like, I think the... The point in the show where it becomes very apparent how different the U.S. and Japanese versions are. Because Yusuke just has all these, like, Spider-Man-ass, 
like yeah. comebacks. Yeah. Like, this one's unintentional, just yeah. more like, oh, what? I'm an idiot. Yeah. But like other ones are like really good, like comebacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Yusuke, or he, Yusuke is like wants to headbutt them, but then he has an idea. He, Kurama, and Kobara work together, and they actually form a bridge slash ladder using, and then for Yusuke to jump up to the window entrance to the watchtower. So it goes from Kuwabara to Kurama to Hiei, then Yusuke, and Kuwabara, I think he was like, wait, I'm I'm on the bottom. Every time he got new, he's like, oh, crap. Oh, man. He's definitely the physically strongest, so structurally this whole thing is sound. Yeah. But it's cheerleading yeah, yeah. so yeah th- it works yusuke like barely makes it into the window and says something to the effect of remind me to try out for the cheerleading squad when i get back again this is only in the u.s version. i was like i don't remember that yeah. part but, like... i love u.s yusuke like there are, there are other characters where i like the japanese version more USK? but yeah USK. god damn it oh. america k america k <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so after they you know form this like not a human pyramid, but a human tower. Yeah. Like, he and Kurama jump off very gracefully, and then Kuwabara just lands straight on his fucking face. <laughs> As is befitting of him. <laughs> um, the plan works, and Yusuke runs off to face Suzaku one-on-one as the rest of the team finishes off the zombies. So Yusuke, he's running, and then he runs into a room with a giant screen showing both Photon and Keiko being chased by all those possessed people on Earth. And there's no sound for, like, a couple seconds. And then, according to the notes, the silence is broken by the Ocarina of Doom. That's a really good uh, Zelda... That's a really good Zelda expansion, the Ocarina of Doom. Hey, guys, real quick. Did you guys notice... When the motherfucker was playing the goddamn flute whistle ocarina thing, his hands were going fucking crazy, and the oh, yeah. was like, yeah. "Oh yeah. my god, it killed me!" He's playing like one, like maybe three <laughs> notes at most. It didn't match at all. <laughs> it was like, dude, like obviously the animators were like, "All right, they're gonna play some sort of music, whatever. We'll just put some like hand motions, cover it up." The people who made the music were like, "Do do do." And his hand movements, like, the way that probably should have sounded was like... Yeah. He's playing Dragon Force, but what's coming out is, like, the, the fucking... Sl- yeah, is the slow <laughs> show. Um, but, like, legit, like, the, the people who made the music for Yu show really good, but whoever did this was just some guy who came in on the weekend, it feels like. He's just like, I, I don't know, I have a fucking keyboard. Do, do, do. Like, it feels like they, he didn't watch the show. They're like, we need ominous flute music. Got you. Do, 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 do. No, legit, if this show came out today, this would become a meme where people would just put over random music on top of him playing that that just does not match at all. We have to make it a thing. Oh, I wish it was a thing. We can, we'll do it, man. It'll be a thing. It'll be a thing now. Oh my god, it's so bad. Like, that was the, that's, that took me out of it. I think I was watching At Work, and I was like, oh, okay. And, like, I looked down, like, because... Okay, Okay, I'm not going to tell y'all where I work because I'm going to get fired. But, like, everyone watches TV while they, they process their stuff. Um, but I literally looked down and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> if y'all can see her face, she's just like, what the fuck? It's like, like show you had a suspend your belief for a lot of things, but this is the one thing that we're like, hell no. You can't we suspend can't, you can't do I this. Can't. Musicality, yo, I can't hear it. I can't. <laughs> The one thing I can think of that's worse is, did y'all watch Power Rangers back in the day? Like, yeah. You remember the dragon flute? Yeah. Where it's a flute, but it plays trumpet noises? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I like yeah. how in the English version they call it a whistle. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Y'all, a flute exists in English. Like, I wonder if it, I was gonna say, I wonder if it matched the like mouth movements better. Than I'm like, no, it doesn't matter because the mouth is covered in those fucking suits and doesn't move. So there was no excuse for that. But yeah, uh, besides, you know, very bad ADR. Let's continue. <laughs> We finally see Suzaku, the leader, in full color. No more of that dark villain shading that we all have been seeing before. Spoilers, he's he's David Bowie in Labyrinth. Oh yeah, he's a very blonde, very, in my opinion, kind of a pretty boy. Oh yeah, he's totally a pretty boy, just like David Bowie. Yeah, so I was like, huh. And in the US version, he says... It's amazing how much humans resemble animals when they're being hunted. This is the beginning of him being a demon racist. Yeah. <laughs> he and his bird girlfriend <laughs> introduce themselves to Yusuke, K, not the relationship status. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, and this is my bird girlfriend, Marugu. Nice to meet you. We fuck on occasion. They didn't even make it Facebook official. What the fuck? Yeah, they need to. They don't have to explain themselves to this kid. Yeah. <laughs> they demand, um,. Them to call, like, Yusuke demands them to call the zombies off, but Suzaku refuses, and Yusuke's ready to give him a beatdown. So, he wants to elaborate on this conversation. Oh, so Yusuke basically says, Hey, lay off Keiko, and I'll only, like, so in the US version, he says, I'll only rip out one of your lungs. Suzaku says, And if I refuse, to which he says, Then hold your freaking breath. <laughs> I love this line, and it vastly contrasts to what is said in the Japanese and Latin American versions. Which are really lame. Where Yusuke basically says, "Hey, call off the, call them off, or whatever." And he said, uh, "And he says, and then I'll only beat you half to death." And then Suzaku says, "And what if I refuse?" To which he says, "Then I'll kill you." It's <laughs> just like, okay, there's absolutely no wit to this line, but whatever. Oh, come on, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, in, in a, I think it's because we have that U.S. version to like. Uh, compared to yeah. yeah like I think on its own it's like oh it's a you know anime line whatever I'll yeah. kill you if you don't do this but the US is actually it's witty you're right like it's yeah. interesting actually I think in the US version like Yusuke his like delivery can be sort of like halfway between Spider-Man and Joseph Joestar while <laughs> in the uh, Japanese version it's more like between like Joseph Joestar and like some very uh, more like bad boy type uh, manga hero, rather. So like less witty, more just like I'll beat the shit out of you. So Jotaro. Oh yeah, kind of, yeah. He's halfway between Joseph Josar and Jotaro. But I yeah, think, yeah. I think Yusuke in the American version is more of like a badass smartass. So yes. he likes to snark his opponents while giving them a punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more popular as like a delinquent type person mm-hmm. in the States is more mm. of a class clown. Yeah. Like it's more enjoyable, I think. Or it's not more enjoyable. I guess I think it's, we think it's probably more enjoyable, but it's more relatable, I think. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of kids, you, you know, you probably grew up with that are more snarky yeah. and yeah. kind of a delinquent versus yeah. just yep. like straight up. Oh, I'm a bull, you know, like, I'm gonna oh. beat you up. Yeah. Like, they gotta have jokes. Yeah. <laughs> they got the jokes. He got jokes. Yeah. Um, back in the human world, we see Botan and Keiko, they're catching a breath from being chased. And then that's when Botan, um, Keiko asks Botan, like, what's going on? Where's Yusuke? And in the US version, it's more explicit that it could be like, Hey, are you cheating? Uh, is Yusuke cheating on me with you? I would just like want to know. While in the Japanese version, 
it's more like Botan's thinking, I don't really want to explain about all this spirit stuff and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird how those two angles are there. Yeah. It's and like easier to tell her that he's just cheating on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they kind of they, they kind of said that in an earlier episode where like they were like, yeah, you know, I'd rather her just draw conclusions than know about spirit stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hold on, real quick. Are they, like, officially together? I know this is, I'm kind of late on this train. Are they officially together, or? I think the... Because we all say boyfriend-girlfriend, right? Like, even yeah. I think they say boyfriend-girlfriend. They're not, they're not officially together, but they're more together than, like, say, the main characters in Ranma are. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good way. Yeah. It's, just, it's complicated. And they're teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they're she did a little head wave as she said that. It's shoulder shaking. Yeah, it's shoulder shaking. It's complicated. They have a label to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in the English version, version, Botan's like, Keiko, Yusuke's all yours, basically. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I don't know what she says in the Japanese version, but then um, Botan basically explains everything. I think she I says mean, she'll explain everything. Yeah, I guess she'll, explain, say. she'll explain everything once they get somewhere safe. At this point, like. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we gotta just try to save our asses. And so they go into the school and they find Takanaka, the nice teacher slash principal. He's just sitting at a desk, you know. Yeah. Like you do. <laughs> and then Keiko's like, come on, like, Takanaka. Touches and then, his shoulder. And then you see him, like. Knocked out, you know, oh, drooling and whatnot, and she screams. And then Iwamoto creeps up behind them and is like, Rawr! and the chase is on, and he's like, Yukimura! <laughs> Yukimura! He's so creepy. It's, it's, he's, so he's creepy. much creepier in the English version than he is in the okay, Japanese. Okay, cool. Because I, I watched it. Okay, this is, again, no one called the cost me. I watched it in my car as I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> so one will get you fired the other will get you arrested whatever my name is uh joe spiro and this is what i do on my days off i'm part no, of the time I, I had to obviously watch the english version because i need subtitles still for japanese and um yeah i kept hearing like the really creepy crap he kept saying like you know i probably should start watching that in my car as well yeah you know Podcast. Well, like, yeah, well, yeah, no, what I do is I don't want, I don't watch it, I listen to it like a podcast. Oh, like an audio drama. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, okay. That's why I watch Inuyasha. Like, but I, like, I, I listen to the dub. Listen, if you really, if you need experience in your car, listen to it, throw your phone in the back seat and just listen like, to it. Or just but watch even it. then, pay attention <laughs> to the road. Get a pop slot. Yusuke and- died because he was hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. You're advertising that they do it now because they're like, I want to create more spirit detectives. No, just kidding. I want you to be real. (laughs) It's real, guys. (laughs) Anyway. Don't do these. Suzaku continues to gloat, um, comparing Keiko to the star of a horror movie. And this gets Yusuke all pissed off and he attacks Suzaku to try to take back the flute by brute force. Um, he starts throwing just a whole bunch of punches at him, which Suzaku easily blocks um, with just one hand. And so Yusuke decides to shoot his spirit gun to end things quickly. It doesn't work. And Suzaku just deflects the blast with a punch, destroying part of his chamber. You know, when you're trying to grab some flute, you gotta be creative with that. You can't just <laughs> rush in with brute force. You gotta go in gently. A little bit of teasing beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Tickle so, the beast. Oh, God. Uh, anyways. Uh, Sorry, whole, I'm back, guys. 
the hole that the spirit gun busts into the hole at uh, the top of the chamber, uh, and this action actually is revealed to be, play a big part in how this fight ends later. But it's it's weird because they don't draw much attention to what happens until much later when they just repeat the shot like three times. But the spirit gun actually makes a jet plane noise as it's going, so that that's what's in the background, guys. They ignore we're the planes that are shooting off Reiki guns. Yeah, we're <laughs> shooting off spirit guns constantly. Uh, but yeah, the explosion, as I said, opens a hole in the roof, and uh, Suzaku uses this to his advantage. Yusuke is shook because <laughs> we all wrote it in notes. Even with all his training with Genkai, his attack is nothing to Suzaku. Murugu, the bird girlfriend, offered Lady Bird <laughs> offers to take the whistle, but Suzaku the says whistle. he's figured out Yusuke. Um, Lady Bird then is surprised that Suzaku is gonna use um, this technique on human. And the U.S. version, it's she says that technique. Like in a surprise <laughs> way. Oh, that one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Fill in the blanks, y'all. You know that technique. I think in the Japanese version, doesn't she say, he's like, no, you can't take it because Yusuke can just blow you up. Yeah, instantly. basically, yeah. Mm. Oh, wait, no, that's actually later. That's during when he does his other technique. Okay. I gotcha. Well, yeah. that's, sorry, so I, I can see why I got confused. Um, so technical. Yeah. In the Japanese version is Ankoku Raijin Ken. Yep. yep. Okay. Thumbs up. Awesome. <laughs> so basically, Suzaku calls down lightning, charging up like Thor, Pikachu, or any other electric character, <laughs> you know, into his hand and turns it into Yoki and like our demon energy, basically. Yeah, Yoki is demon energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, as demon is localized in this version. Yeah, and then now we get the actual name of the technique Storm of Torment in the US version. And in the Japanese version, it translates to swift bolt of darkness technique. Um, I don't know how to that. So, the, yeah. so the, in the Japanese version, the Ankoku part is actually similar to the name of the next saga of the show, which is Ankoku Bujutsukai, as in like the dark tournament. Oh. Yeah, so it's just interesting seeing like the same character, uh, like the same you know words and such. But in the Japanese version, they describe it as a combined form uh, the, the combined form of energy as, quote-unquote, a spiritual lightning wave, mm-hmm. which I don't think they said in English because it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> ah, I'm throwing my spiritual lightning wave at you. He's like, wait, are you like, converting me to the religion of Thor? <laughs> Sign me up. Oh, uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Suzaku uh, uses this as a melee attack, uh, but Yusuke dodges it, but it's like sort of like a ball lightning, and therefore one of the tendrils of it hits Yusuke, and being electricity, the entire thing discharges into Yusuke. Basically, gets sucked off of Suzaku's hand. Sucked off. Uh, Suzaku's hand and goes directly sucked into off. Yusuke's body. This, these Ooh. penis jokes are getting too good <laughs> Can't help. Lightning's a very phallic imagery. I guess. I guess. Lightning is? is lightning. lightning. Yeah, it's like, you know, a big old bolt. <laughs> anyway. I've never heard of lightning. Give me that 5,000 degree burn. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so according to... Oh. <laughs> 5,000 degree knife. Uh, but anyways, according to Suzaku, uh, Yusuke is the first human to ever survive the attack. And Yusuke declares in his head, you know, he, he can't possibly survive another one of these and has to think of a plan. Mm-mm. He comes up with the best plan. <laughs> so Suzaku again starts evil monologuing because that's what most of these episodes are. And tells Yusuke that he can't be stopped, baby. Uh, <laughs> Those <laughs> exact words. I wish that was what he said. 
Another bird person can complain, uh, say die, die more. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, was, she was like, kill this guy. Basically. So, uh, you know, Suzaku declares Yusuke should just chill and watch his girlfriend die. And uh, Yusuke tells Suzaku off, saying both him and self, uh, both himself and Keiko don't give up easily. He ends up taking, Yusuke ends up taking off his shoes and his fists with them. Prepping for another lightning. Wait, 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 wait. No, so what Yusuke does is he takes off his shoes. And then he... Our notes are weird right now. And then he puts his hands in them like gloves. So he basically, like, he basically is like, he puts on his shoes like boxing gloves. Prepping for another, like, prepping for another confrontation with Suzaku. He's gonna try to take it all this time. Oh. Yusuke does not have removable hands. That's my bad. I forgot what the scene was, so I was like, and then he took his hands off. Okay. Like, I'm gonna do with him this way. Okay. He's the okay. Android 16 of so, our times. By putting his shoes over his still attached fists, <laughs> um, Yusuke does this to avoid getting electrocuted, and Suzaku just laughs it off, and Murugu um, says, he's trying to insulate. And everything in in the English version, I think it's like mm-hmm. it's like trying to block a cannonball with a piece of paper. And Suzaku is like, Yusuke, you're a meshi. You're the perfect justification. You're why demons should take um, the place of humans on Earth. You're an idiot race that deserves distinction. Wow. Uh, like, David Bowie Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I was thinking David. Oh, never mind. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to make a, I mean, cut this. I was going to make a Donald Trump joke, but that probably won't age well. <laughs> that won't age well. I think our audience will be fine. Yeah. Anyways. In the Japanese version, Suzaku says that people are miserable, Yusuke, you're a meshi Yusuke, I sympathize with you. When humans come face-to-face with hopelessness, they know that they're powerless and play a part in being a fool. I release you from your nightmare. Very kind of Thanos-y a little yeah. bit. <laughs> it's, it's a difference between being like some sort of like genocidal maniac and more like like a genocidal maniac on equal terms and more like mm. being feeling like you are a god. Yeah. So he's like, ah, oh, humans, I'm just going to get rid of you. It's all good. Like, I know you guys are suffering. Let me just end Help it. You. Let me end it. Come on, man. And he basically says this in the Latin American version as well. I think in Japanese like pop culture or like mm-hmm. anime and stuff versus like American comics... Mm-hmm. Up until, well, not up until recently, but, like, the tradition with American superheroes is that there's an evil line and a good line. You know which side you're on, generally, mm-hmm. right? In Japanese, there's a, usually, or in Japanese-type animes, I think a lot of times it's more blurred mm-hmm. between good and evil. And I think that's re- that's a good example of, like, here he's pure evil. Here he's like, I'm trying to justify it a little, but I'm still evil, right? Like, yeah. This series gets much more into the shades of gray in seasons two and three. Yeah. How many shades? Uh, more than 50. Many more than 50. 49. Oh, that's less than That's 50. less. Math! <laughs> Math! Math! Okay, so we cut back to the human world, and Keiko and Bodon are still fighting off possessed humans to survive. Keiko actually uses herself as bait as Botan sprays them off with a fire extinguisher. You can see they're actually kind of plotting together how to figure out how to survive so girl power and everything. Awesome. For B-plot, it's not too bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yuramoto appears and tries to choke out Botan. He, like, lifts her up by the shoulders, though, which I'm like, I don't know what you're doing there. He's, 
like, shouldered I, fuck your shoulders. <laughs> ah, eventually I will get to your neck once I crush your shoulders. Might take a while. <laughs> uh, he's got to pick her up somehow. I mean, the neck's not really a stable way to pick somebody up. I mean, if you're trying to kill him. If you're him, trying right? to kill him, it's a pretty stable way. And then, yeah, with the next few episodes, it cuts back and forth from a human world and a demon world pretty quickly from each other just mm-hmm. to kind of... Cut, like raise the stakes and how you feel about these characters and their survival rates and whatnot. So we do end up going back to the castle and the force is too strong with Suzaku's attack that it destroys the shoes. Sure, we should have figured. <laughs> but Yusuke is not done yet. He ain't done yet. He ain't done yet. He used the shoes to cover up, cover his power up and unleashes a mighty right hook on Suzaku's hard dot dot. Wait, well, I didn't... <laughs> I mean, I can't no. read it exactly. Okay, so what I meant to say in the notes is that he, he powers up um, with his spirit energy and just basically punches out Suzaku with a mean right hook. Oh, oh, like, with like, a mighty right hook on Suzaku. Hard. Yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I see it, I see it now. <laughs> I see it now. Intonation yeah. is incredibly important. Yeah. So is this, am I marking this as uh, explicit then? Uh, I mean, I've already said, like, fuck a bunch of times. I think the fr- I mentioned porn a couple times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I'm sorry, this is Hannah, if I'm reading it, and I, like, all of a sudden pause for a little bit. You have to show the holiest podcast on the internet. We, That's definitely not true. It, we're just... <laughs> I just need to be use less shorthand when I write these notes. Me too, because some of these are my fault. <laughs> anyway, so this scene is juxtaposed with Keiko um, actually knocking out Iwamoto with a slap and nice. saving Botan from being <laughs> from being killed. That's all it took. She'd be like, "Bitch, please!" Yeah, well, Keiko has a mean slap. According she to Yusuke, she hits harder than any other guy yeah. she knows. All oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> And so the Yusuke, um, Yusuke and is, uh, says, like, some smart-ass statement saying, like, he'll make changes to Suzaku's horror movie, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah, that's, that's what I also was wondering with the, the horror movie reference. Like, do they have horror movies in Demon Lore? So, I mean, it's not exactly clear how much there is, like, cultural transmission between the two, because, like, lower power demons can get into the human world and mm-hmm. back. So probably enough of them have seen movies to describe it to, like, demon gods. Like, yo, movies exist. Also, Suzaku has a big television screen. So, like, he's like, I'm screening movies at my house if the other saint beasts want to watch. Oh, no, my friends are dead. I mean... That's Netflix and plot. Yeah. Netflix and scheme. So, I got... I watched the English dub. So a lot of the times that... You hear references to Suzaku comparing what's happening to a horror movie. It's like what I heard in the dub. So I don't know if it's like that in the Japanese version or the Latin American. They say it in the Latin American version and the Japanese version, but what they say is different. Like they're like, it's a horror movie, but in, Mm -hmm. I think in Japanese, at least from the subtitles I read, Mm -hmm. it was like, they're a lot more realistic here. Like either implying like, she's going to fucking die. (laughs) Or like the blood is real. (laughs) We aren't faking this. So, it just seals the deal that uh, Suzaku is a horror movie otaku. <laughs> he's, oh, di- he's not doing this to take over the world. He just wants to make a horror movie in real time. <laughs> Maybe if I do this, I do this good enough, uh, George Romero's going to give me a film idea. <laughs> give me a film direct. 
Shit, I fucked that up. <laughs> directorship, we're good. Directorship, directorship go. saw the good old directorship. <laughs> Anyways, so on to episode 20, Seven Ways to Die in English, or Secret Techniques Clash, The Seven Suzaku. Oh yeah, in the English version wins this one, because yeah. like, Seven Ways, that's a cool, that's a cool little title for what's to come. That's a good horror movie title. Yeah, seven Ways to Die. <laughs> Okay. Seven days. Seven ways. Uh, <laughs> that's the tagline. Seven days, seven, seven ways. ways. It's the new Hanukkah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you die in every day. I don't want to go in there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. The uh, original air date for this was February 27th in 1993 in Japan and July 6, 2002 in the U.S. I still and wasn't born. I was still born, guys. Weird. I didn't unbirth. Uh, but for the synopsis, Suzaku uses the prism of seven technique to create seven Suzakus, not merely copies. Each one has independent will and full powers, all aimed at the torture and annihilation of Yusuke. Okay, I get the independent will. Like, the mission. That shit was really weird to me because the one who's like the one that they're all copied from got to sit down while they had to stand. I'm like, so wait, are you all, like, equal, or is this, like, separate but equal, and, like, you're gonna make them sit in the back of a bus, and, like, oh, yeah. you're, like, racist to your clones, like, what, why do they serve you, why are you, like, the cool one, even if you're all, like, the same dude, apparently? I thought of it like a CEO on a board of members, where... The but they're all him, though, they're all him! But, I mean, one of them is the true him. Like, the true CEO. But there is no true, like, he even says, like, I mean, so... There's no true one, according to him, in both versions, mm-hmm. well, all three versions that I saw... But, like, he's still just fucking being a dick to his, like, other selves. Yeah. Like, Piccolo is nicer to his copies. Piccolo and Tian are nicer to their copies than, like, Suzaku is. I don't know what's up with that. Well, Suzaku's Suzaku. Yeah, keep in mind. He's not, like, He's all for the genocide anyway, so, like... Yeah, Yeah, that's that's true, I guess. I'm actually wondering, what is he... I mean, is that technique only used for fighting? I mean... What about if you need to like install some plumbing fixtures or? And then while you have to go to work, and then like yeah, your wife like is you want... calling you. Have like, <laughs> you all seen Watchmen, right? No, the mo- the movie, movie yeah, yeah. or the comic. Well, both. Like, have yeah, you seen yeah. either or? Okay, so it's it's really good. But there's a character who can like basically copy himself, and there's a part where it looks like he's. I mean, well, he is having sex with his wife. And then she notices that another one of him is like doing research in the other room. She's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I mean, That's exactly what Suzaku would do with the bird. He'd yeah. see a lady bird hanging out. Yeah, and exactly. Like, Go exactly. To, you, you take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> so. y'all can y'all can think of all the possibilities here. There probably exists something to that effect online. <laughs> so everyone's overall wow, impression podcast. of the episode. What'd you think? I'm just blown away at Suzaku's relationship to Suzaku. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of fair. No, I think the thing that weirds me out with the free will thing a little bit more is that if each one is like Suzaku, who wants to be, you know, mm-hmm. to reign supreme, why don't they infight? Which would be a whole nother plot yeah, in I, itself. And like, I don't think it was that, you know, it wasn't that important. It's like, oh, they're all working for the same goal. Well, I just but... assume that there's that thing where they all sync memories when they go back together. I, uh, I was debating that too. It's uh, like, oh, we're, we're Git, effectively. We're version control. Yeah, I mean, I mean, once they get back to the body, I mean, it's like... It'll, he'll have all the memories of them, and he'll still be them. It's not like a split off, and you're gonna have a different personality. Where if forever, you kill, if you kill that person, you're like dead forever, and nothing else happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, that, that is sense. true. Oh, God, there was another thing that I wanted to compare this to, where like this is discussed. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but honestly, there's probably a ton of philosophy books that have been written about like if you have copies of yourself that can come back together, what are they to each other, or something to that effect. <laughs> But yeah, so, I don't know. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. now I remember. Mm-hmm. Really quick. Have you guys seen uh, Trigun? Yes. Okay, I like Trigun uh, a lot. You know how I mean, Knives is like a fascist until there's like a paradise of his yeah, people? Where yeah. he's like, no, I'm this like weird hippie. If we're all together, we're cool. I want to not have violence. <laughs> oh but God. like, meanwhile, if humans are around, he's like, I'm going to fucking murder them. <laughs> I feel like Suzaku's like that, where he's like, once everyone's Suzaku, we're cool. <laughs> we're all good. World yeah. of Suzaku. Yeah, the world of Suzaku. I go. <laughs> So, the battle between Suzaku and Yusuke continues. Yusuke is coming at Suzaku more pissed off than ever, charging with more spirit energy and as ever, throwing punch after punch. Suzaku barely manages to block all, all his attacks. He's still holding the whistle, so he's kind of handicapped yes. by it. One more whistle, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's go, Patrick. One more verse. <laughs> That's my favorite song. And so he notices that Yusuke is now stronger and faster. Um, and There's like grunt fest for a whole minute of just people going, <laughs> Oh man! Again with the voicing. I watched this in English too and it was it was bad. Yeah. It was like, Ugh! <laughs> 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 you, you missed her just doing like a person in an infomercial dropping Tupperware motion. Yeah. <laughs> it, I wish you could have seen that, listeners. <laughs> but like you could put our voices over the anime in the English dub and you wouldn't have noticed the difference really. <laughs> it's true so this is where one of the coolest exchanges in this fight comes and uh, basically Yusuke punches the whistle out of Suzaku's hand and dives for it but Suzaku like zooms up behind him you know like uh, what's the what's the fucking meme where it's like teleports behind you Nothing personal. Yeah, nothing personal kid. He fucking nothing personal kids Yusuke and Haymakers Yusuke in the face. Lands a full rotation like Superman punch. And Yusuke being on the ground after getting fucking destroyed lands a half Mortal Kombat leg sweep. Which then like knocks Suzaku partially to the ground. Yusuke like jumps up and tackles him and just like pushes him into a fucking wall. At which point Suzaku then tases the shit out of him. This all happens in the course of like maybe like three seconds. Yeah. It's epic as fuck. You know, that pushback felt forever when he's moving towards the wall. Well, because it was part of the. Ah! <laughs> it was like the whole thing. I was like, okay, that's. Let's read this push up. And Suzaku again gloats, saying that Yusuke must really care about Keiko if he wants the whistle this badly. And <laughs> oh, that got really sexy. We were getting weird on the wow. I did not yeah. mean to say it like so that. done, by the way. Like, all of us are like having a great old time, like telling penis jokes. Patrick sitting in a corner, like, fuck all of you. You know what? If, it, if this was any other situation, I'd be the one doing it. Anyway, I just find it so surprising that it's like so reverse. Like, I feel like. You're like the like the virgin child. Here. It's, like, it's like the reverse of. Yeah. Think, How did I, I get reversed so hard? I think it's the heat. It's all getting to us. Oh yeah, we're not back. using the air conditioner. We live in Arizona. <laughs> Here's our address. <laughs> yeah, you can attack us at. Uh, but yeah, on the screen, Keiko and Botan are still running from the possessed people ordered to kill Keiko. And uh, Suzaku, 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 Suzaku goes on a spiel about humans being predictable when their loved ones are in danger, and how he'll have to fight Yusuke with more than one hand. Dun dun dun. It cuts to the human world where Kiko barely avoids getting stabbed by a possessed Iwamoto, who's running around with scissors. Wow, Never that's do dangerous. That. Wow. <laughs> more things you shouldn't do on the Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. I wonder if they censored that in America. I don't think Running so. around with a ruler? Like, 
<laughs> running around with a ruler. Anyway, or like you know, just like like thing on the bottom. No, don't do the same one. Yeah. If it was if it was done by four kids, they totally would have done that. In. They would have replaced it with like a like a feather duster. <laughs> it's a lollipop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he keeps on calling her a bad girl in the English version. It's so creepy. It's really world. You've been a bad girl, Yukimura. And it's like. Like, I don't know. If I was if I didn't know I was watching a Yuhawk show, I thought I was watching like a bad, like yeah. I don't know. Like a you know, bad uh unsavory anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So since you were rolling around in your car, I'm just imagining you have your windows down. <laughs> and people like hearing it and be like, uh <laughs> but You're a bad girl. <laughs> for some reason for some reason, uh, Keiko and Botan thinks it's a good think it's a good idea to go into a room mm. instead of just keeping on running through a hallway that is empty in front of them. <laughs> like for whatever reason, but I guess you know horror movie comparisons are still there, so it, it works. But uh, we go back to Demon World where Suzaku uh, splits into seven equally strong, equally real Suzakus, <laughs> each having his original strength. Uh, in the Japanese version, he says, this is the highest form of sorcery, which I, I get that he's a lot more magical in the Japanese version yeah. than he is in the American version. And in Latin America, he just says, this is the most advanced technique I have. I think that's what he says in English too, right? Yeah. I think that, yeah, yeah. I think that's one time where the Latin American is more similar to the English than the Japanese, which is rare. I think they probably just didn't want to be like, you fucking sorcery, dog. <laughs> I'm a magician. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a brujo. I thought you were going to say spirit, spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. <laughs> spirit fingers. <laughs> so just outside the watchtower, Kuvara, Karawa, and Hiei are continuing to fight through all the zombies, but are slowly becoming outnumbered as more and more continue to appear. Um, so there's a very non-uniform scaling about what the supposed samurai size of humans are. So. Yeah, the, the uh, cultivated humans show up, but they're supposed to be like grown in vats and therefore standardized, but some of them are like like when you see them walking down that hallway, yeah. some of them are literally twice as tall as the others. I'm like, what? Yeah. What happened here? Listen, you got to keep you got to keep in mind just the the uh, the variations in that. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all basically it's diversity statistics. of form. Yeah, yeah. It's like stats, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the um the, the, the quantity. Yeah, the bell curve. <laughs> Holy shit! It's literally the bell curve of human height. So yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. You know, you have some variety in each of the quality yeah. as you produce it. We're all about diversity here on the Yuraka Show, and that, we expect that from our cultivated humans. But uh, yeah, so I kind of hate this, like this whole conceit of the cultivated humans stopping the the three of them because, like, legit. Kurama and Hiei are just cutting through multiple dudes at the same time, and later they just like rush through them. I understand why Kuwabara would have a difficult time because he basically human. He punches Child. dudes individually, but the other two should have just been able to clear a path and they all could have just walked up. Yeah. Like, this is very much the most artificial, like, we need to isolate Yusuke and the villain. Because also, the cultivated humans don't do shit. Like, when they're doing the, like, the four-person tower, I know I get it's probably, like, in slow motion or whatever when we see it, but, like, they get off and no one attacks. They're just all standing around staring at them, like, all right. You know how in martial arts movies, they have the dudes who are in the background trying to look menacing by doing, like, kata and shit? It's like that. The zombies are just like, I'll just do the thriller dance over here, and yeah. Yeah. We'll just go get Botan, that'd be good. Yeah. They have... I mean, even in that sense, Kuvar could probably just push through him because that's what he did when they first formed the tower, the human tower. Yeah, it's it's just, goofy as hell. Excuse me. I think my first thing with Hie is Sumimasen. My first thing with Hie is he like he goes attacking. He's like shh, shh. he like barely tries. Like 
light slices and these like blow up. <laughs> these people have like the consistency of soy. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like he didn't even try. Like, oh, whatever. So uh, yeah, back in the watchtower. Uh, now there are seven Suzakus thanks to his konjutsu. Uh, which in the Japanese version is uh, Kage Bunshin no Jutsu. No, 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 no. It's Ankoku uh, Yorojin, which uh, in the US version is Prism of Seven. And the Japanese version it means Dark Spectral Siege Formation, which is a way cooler name, but I'm just trying to imagine someone saying that in English. He's just like, yes, Yusuke, my. Uh, and he's looking at his notes. Dark dark Spectral Siege. Siege? Siege Formation. We'll get you good. Oh, we got this big bang attack. Yeah. He asked, which one of us is the real one? JK, they're all real. And as we discussed earlier, each one has their own free will, and the all of them decide to activate their lightning at the same time, uh, making their Ankoku Raijinken into bow and arrows, which is way cooler than last time. This time, uh, they declare the attack's name is uh, Rikukoku Ankoku Raikoha, Prism Storm of Torment in the English version, and Six Hells Dark Lightning Wave, wow. which I'm definitely glad they didn't say in the English version. Whatever happened to, like, sharp arrow, shine, uh, bright arrow, shoot you, kill, or something? <laughs> Why not? Like, something simple, like, arrow, kill, die. <laughs> arrow, kill, die. that'll hurt you! Yeah. <laughs> Watch out! Uh, but in the Latin American version, they literally say the Japanese attack name, but with the wrong accents on the wrong syllables. <laughs> so it's like, Rikukoku and Goku... <laughs> Raiko ha! It's just like, ah, oh, you guys uh, kind of did it. Me speaking a foreign language. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, but yeah, Yusuke deflects a couple of these uh, with, like, with his hands like soaked in Reiki, but one lands at his feet, which shoots some you know rock up into his face. He blocks it with his hands, which then forces him to put his spirit guard down, where he then gets fucking stabbed with like lightning strikes. Uh, one of the six attacks, and... Uh, I think Suzaku describes the attack as being strong enough to shatter diamond, at least in the Japanese version. And, quote-unquote, just one is enough to be fatal. That's rough. Yeah, um, Suzaku actually continues to glow as he's been doing for the past forever. He's he's a very uh, monologue-heavy villain. Like, maybe one of the most heavy monologue uh, villains. Definitely. Um, He actually gives props to Yusuke for dodging some of the attacks. But then he still only needs one to take Yusuke, to take Yusuke down and then take out his friends as well. And then there's this parallel dialogue that happens in the Japanese version. He's like, we'll have to deal with the other three and make them fodder for the Fukaki. And that's reflected in the Latin version. Yeah, in the Latin American version, he basically says the same thing. It's kind of a boring line, but yeah. in the U.S. version... He's like, ever since you entered my castle, you've been living on borrowed time. Dun, 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 And Yusuke's like, demands the whistle. And in the US version, he's like, that shows you don't know me very well. My whole life has been on borrowed time. Boom, mic drop. It's the, the, like, I think that was like, when I was watching the show as I was a kid, I was like, holy shit, I love this character. Mm Mm-hmm. Cue the sad music. (laughs) Here it is. Here we yeah. go. That Fitch song we've all heard like ten times. Suzaki just gets mad at Yusuke being a smartass and punches him. Maybe he just hates the music. Yeah, he, he <laughs> like, just why is this still music. playing? This isn't horror movie soundtrack. This wasn't part of it. So he uh So he seems actually very generally confused about why Yusuke keeps on fighting and ask him if he if he really cares about Keiko that much to go through all of this. 
and he makes a resolve to definitely kill Keiko as Yusuke watches. Not sort of kill her. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, so I already talked about this part that's in the notes, but just, like, why is one of them sitting in a chair right now, and why do the others not? I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think it's, like, the main Suzaku is the one who's sitting in the chair doing all this heavy villain monologuing as, like, two of them hold Yusuke by his arms and the other... Like, uh, the other... The other four, the other yeah. Four, yeah. The this other becomes four this weird subtraction like problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> How many of them? Oh, seven Suzaku's. <laughs> seven Suzaku's. And Suzaku offers um, to Yusuke the chance to become king of the demons if he throws away his human emotions and then eats Keiko's heart. <laughs> which, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. This is an American version, so I don't know if it's, like, this dramatic in the Japanese I, or not. I don't, I, I don't think it's nearly as dramatic in the Japanese or Latin American version. What's interesting is in our notes it says JFC, like Jesus effing Christ. But I initially read it as Japanese fried chicken. I'm like, wait, what? But yeah, you, you get the anything idea. Anything FC is fried chicken. Yes, of course. I like how you didn't say the F word even though you must have said it 50 million times. So <laughs> Yusuke tells him to go to hell and Suzaku doesn't like this. Weird, weird, weird that he doesn't like it, considering he's literally in hell, but, like, whatever. Like, it's fine. So, he has the other Suzaku's continue to hold uh, Yusuke. Well, he just starts electrocuting him to such a degree that he won't pass out, but will be in a constant state of pain as he watches Keiko and Botan's worsening situation in the human Jeez. world. Uh, worst. Suzaku keeps on making horror movie analogies. It's actually very, very meta. And he's like, it's the final scene. Can you hear the dramatic music swelling? Bum, bum, bum. And there's actual dramatic music <laughs> happening in the anime. Deadpool. <laughs> he says that Yusuke is in this very unique position where he's the audience watching a distant tragedy on screen while simultaneously being the cause of it. Which, Ooh. I don't know if it's like almost like a nod victim to... Blamey. Yeah, it's a little bit... Is there a victim blamey? <laughs> but it's also... Very meta in the sense that we, as the anime watchers, are watching this very distant, aka fictional, scene happening, but we're also the cause because we are consuming this media. So where does this all <laughs> Oh my god. That's, uh, that's Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, slash Killer7, slash Contact, slash a bunch of video games about that very subject. It's like, you like violence, don't you? So chew on that for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Back in the human world, Botan and Keiko hide in a locker to avoid the possessed people, but Keiko's handkerchief got stuck in the locker door, and the possessed people see it, and they smash the locker down. So, oh no, we think they're dead. My they, favorite thing is that they said skewer. Like, they said oh, yeah. skewer, but like it's like a wooden broom. They break, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, if you break a broom, you can fucking stab someone Well, I mean, that. there's like just like flat... Like, the, the flat end of the broom, it wasn't, like, anything sharp at all. I think one of them stuck the other end of the yeah. broom. I mean, it wasn't sharp yet, but if he fucking broke it during it. It's I mean, like I guess you get hit in the gut first. You'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're strong enough to put it through the door, so I'm, maybe that's the case. Yeah, that's Dang. true. I did see Iwamoto once punch a hole in concrete, so... <laughs> it's believable. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it cuts back to the demon world, and we see Yusuke seeing this, and he thinks that... The girls are definitely done for, and he starts to lose all his resolve as the seven Suzaku slowly kill him with that electricity attack. And Koema, and it cuts to the spirit world, and Koema and George are watching everything. George tells Koema that Yusuke is strong but still human, and they need to prepare for the possibility of him dying again, and the human world being overthrown. 
In the US version, George elaborates commenting over and while in the Japanese version, George is actually silent when he's it's very weird. Like, there's basically silent screens of zombies just hurting people. Yeah. And, like, George is commenting them in the U.S. version, while in the Japanese version, it's like, just look. Just look at these. Yeah. I think in the U.S. <laughs> version, they really try to make George kind of like this, not foil to Koema, but kind of like a, someone to kind of, like, a voice of contradiction to yeah. some of Koema's actions. Mm-hmm. So it definitely continues, and in the U.S. version... George's actually suggests that they give in to Suzaku's demands, while in the Japanese version, he says that um, they need to tell King Yama. And Koema doesn't like the idea of either version and, like, does the baby whine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he doesn't want 20,000 spanks. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to Kuwabara. And he decides to get into the tower by making his sword get longer and use it to jump through the window that Yusuke went in earlier. Uh, so this has some really cool, uh, it's a really cool scene and a really cool idea in theory, but in actual practice, it falls short and he smashes his face into the stone wall. Mm. So, poor well, Kumar. I, I, so, I just love how the... the, the the sword actually has the lightsaber sounds and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. still my favorite. It's, I think I pointed that out in the, in Yeah, the you did when one. he first did it, but, but yeah. It's... I, every time, it's like, it just kills me. It's like, goddamn. Kuwabara is a Jedi, just so everyone knows. <laughs> and then, so, Kie and Karam are like, what the hell are you doing? Just take the main entrance with us. We cleared the path. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> at the entrance, and they're just looking up. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But this begs the question, why didn't they do this earlier? Because, like, they made it look easy this time. Yeah. Um, they continue to fight their way through up to Yusuke and Suzaku. And then there, we see Yusuke is about to give up when suddenly Genkai's voice kicks into Yusuke's mind, telling him that Keiko isn't dead. And then, boom, we cut to the human world with Keiko and Botan still alive and sneaking around attacking the possessed humans with brooms. Girl power. They managed to trick the possessed people into believing that they were hiding inside the locker by deliberately putting the handkerchief inside and letting it peek through. And they were able to escape. Um, seeing the girls alive helps Yusuke regain his composure, which pisses off Suzaku, who electri- electrocutes him even more. And in the US version, he's like, It's rude for, dying to, for the dying to laugh. Because it has a weird accent, too, I've noticed. It's like, a, he has this weird, like, pseudo-English accent. Mm-hmm. Like, this mid-Atlantic, like, it's, 1920s thing going on. He's yeah. like the Broadway evil dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like over-enunciation. It's just like, I can't do it, but it's what's, like... Oh, sorry. No, you're good, you're good. I was gonna say, what's even weirder is in the Latin American version, the accent he does is, it sounds more like a Spanish-from-Spain accent, oh, but without yeah. the... Without the lisp noise, mm-hmm. but like otherwise sounds like Spanish from Spain. Mm-hmm. And I half wonder if they're like, he's ancient and like, you know, classy and therefore from like Europe. <laughs> do they do anything like equivalent in the Japanese version ever of like him sounding like more traditional or anything? He just sounds uh, Japanese. No. I, he just I, sounds like a dude, yeah. He sounds like <laughs> the, the traditional evil villain young man type. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting they like go for that in both the uh, English and Latin American version. I wonder if it's just. 
uh, different connotations of like what you know, evil yeah, what evil yeah. sounds like because the U.S. has a long tradition of making evil sound British. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe he just wanted to make himself like David Bowie because it gave up that vibe. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I wish maybe. that was the case. It's a different British accent. It's kind Is of it like, like a... speedwagon accent. No, it's, God. it's like it's an American accent, but like. But- Pseudo British. Pseudo British. It's just kind of like I'm elevated. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is what rich people in the 1920s sounded like. Piano <laughs> playing. Yes, exactly. By the way, I'm gonna go back a little bit, but with mm-hmm. the Botan Keiko thing, while they're watching on screen, where's the camera? At what angle mm, is the camera? And because the only reason I'm asking this is like, how did they not know they weren't hiding in that damn closet? Because there's a, a magic camera on them. Because it's not like it's not like it's by the by the vision of the zombies. Because we see all the zombies and we see them yeah. running. You know, from Megan, their side we view. can't ask these questions, or you're gonna ruin the fucking show. Oh, Bad yeah, is broken. Called, it's called TV logic. Whatever. You know, just like the flute. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> That was a lot harder. This one's easier. Yeah, this one's like, okay. All right. So we cue back, and um, Yusuke all of a sudden hears Genkai's voice telling him to get his shit together. In both the Japanese and Latin version, she's like, you numbskull, you're suffering this because you had a smirk at him. And cue a flashback to his training days where he's balancing on a needle with only a finger as she's lecturing him about pushing his body beyond breaking limits in order to earn power. Um, you gotta work for it and not half-ass it and quit when the answers aren't easy to come by. And, like, um, basically she tells him that he needs to stop avoiding his problems and concentrate on what's important, lectures him to stop holding himself back and commit to something all the way, and cue the (laughs) dramatic music again. The same goddamn song. It's very popular. <laughs> so in the Latin American version, they start giving this speech, but then they just make it really shitty by literally just saying, concentrate, five times in a row, which literally just means con- concentrate yourself. Oh like, And God. I'm just like, or, or like, focus, focus. And I'm just like, did you really just repeat that instead of giving an actual speech? Honestly, this speech, like, I mean, at least in the English version, because, again, I was driving... It was it was very it was, it was very uh, motivational. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit, I am kind of lazy. I do need to try more. Yeah. Thanks, again, yeah. I, I used to listen to this like once a week to inspire myself. I'm not even. This isn't a joke. <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh man, Genkai is a master psychic, and she be she's a great life coach. Like, oh, yeah, she gives out good advice. If they ever do like a sequel, full series, or mini series to the show, not just an OVA, I really want a young Genkai show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd, that'd be cool. cool. Yeah, but we, we can talk way more about that later. Okay, so Yusuke then asks himself what's important and why he even cares as. Suzaku prepares to release his final attack, and we have all these montages, like his mom mourning, his friends' previous battles with all the other Saint Bees. Literally two episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> so two Remember episodes. This? So the first episode, two episodes ago, um, Keiko and Botan running away from the zombies, and Keiko kissing Yusuke, oh, so he can come back to life. Oh, that's really sweet. Anyway, it comes to the conclusion that he cares because they need him. They need him. Clap emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Releases a final, a mighty blast that almost destroys the entire chamber for his friends. So, yeah. 
after the struggle of sadness, Yusuke bursts out of the bonds and explode by exploding with Reiki, our spirit energy, and um, the blast actually manages to kill two of the closest yeah, copies. Yeah, it, Im- it immediately kills the ones who are holding his arms down. That's good. And Yusuke remembers <laughs> of all the people who need him. Suzaku's like, did I just miss something? Or did you just become five times more powerful? How convenient it's five? Because he just killed two of the Suzaku. <laughs> I was going to say that. Weird. Yeah. I was going to say, say seven times probably. Like, well, he's, still, he's too off to be able to win. God. Yeah. So what's interesting is the ending monologue of this episode. You know, the ending's announced by the announcer, who shall go unnamed for right now. Said, like in the Japanese one says something to the effect of like yes Yusuke has risen like a phoenix and I'm just like y'all really hit this right on the head <laughs> you don't live any room for like interpretation <laughs> meanwhile in the English version it's sort of left up to your interpretation like why him and Suzaku are directly compared mm-hmm. so is, am I the only one that skips that because I always hate the the next next time on no this isn't next time on this is okay. this is like literally the last line you know like find out next time on the next episode of Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, oh, I, like I even I skipped those. Scene. Yeah. yeah, it's it is kind of weird that they do that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we need to close this out. Like, you don't know this is the end of the episode now. <laughs> yeah. So finally, we have reached episode twenty one. <laughs> back uh so we're gonna be talking about episode 21 yusuke's sacrifice or in uh the japanese version yusuke's life or death counterattack. Hmm. the original air date of this was march 6th 1993 in japan and july 6 2002 in the u.s making them exactly oh wait no not exactly never mind so actually it is i think exactly the same so i assume um because i don't remember how it actually aired but they probably made this like a three episode special in the u.s um, oh, so did it show it, like, day by day or something? Yeah. Or the same day each time? Yeah. Oh, that's like, cool. If you look back, like, every time it released in the U.S., it was July 6th, which I thought was a typo on my part. And then but you looked at it again? And then, yeah, then I looked at it again, and they thought about it. Well, this is probably, like, the biggest um, story arc that happened to Yu show so far, yeah, and the most action-y. So they are probably like, let's make this a three-part special, get all the kids to watch it. That makes a lot of sense to me, yeah. because frankly, the way I remember this happening... Is one episode? I, no, not one episode. I remember it happening as like, this is the season finale, which totally goes against what would later happen in the season. Yeah. But like, the way it was portrayed on Toonami, which is the way I think most of us saw it back in the day, was this is the season finale, and the part that happens afterwards was supposed to... It felt, or was promoted to be... Mm-hmm. A new season, even though that is not accurate in the slightest. <laughs> but it was treated as though, like, this is the end of the season, y'all. You better watch. Yeah. There's, like, 20 episodes in the U.S. and, like, three in Japan. Yeah. 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 In, I mean, in the States, I think in Japan, too, but, like, most seasons here are, like, 20 episodes. Yeah, right? like around max, there. 20 to 23. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah. And then, as, as you said, in, in Japan, like, 26 is a good, like, season length. Mm-hmm. Um, you often see, like, uh, some series go, like, double that, or, like, basically multiples of 26 for whatever reason. It's probably just the way, like, seasons work yeah. uh, like in terms of, like, TV, it. yeah, broadcast, television and such. You know, I don't think America's that far off. Isn't about 26 as well in the I think it's more oh, like 24. 
24? Yeah, like 24. Like, l- lower in the 20s, 24. but still in the... Oh, 24. Oh, yes, 24. <laughs> that show. That's what I meant. Uh, but yeah, so the synopsis of this episode, uh, with Keiko running out uh, of room to run and Yusuke's teammates unable to reach him, Suzaku and Yusuke fight to the death. Fight to the death continues uninterrupted, each taxing himself to the last blast of energy in order to win. Overall impression, what'd you guys think? Thought, thought it was good until the ending. I wasn't a fan of the end for a reason I'll go into. I was going to say, I'm curious to hear your reason, but uh, I, li- I like this. Um, I was telling the others before we started recording that, like, this uh, this fight scene, like, this fight between uh, Yusuke and Suzaku, I still like, but it's not as action-y as I remember it being, mm-hmm, yeah. and it's much more, like, character development, which is yeah. cool, but just not, it's good in different ways than I remember, because right. I think I overemphasized the sick combo part where Suzaku <laughs> lands that yeah. Superman punch, Yusuke Mortal Kombat, like, throws him, and then they get into the kick-ass grapple and stuff like that. I projected that on the entire fight, which turns out to not be accurate. That's how I projected uh, Dragon Ball Z. Like, I thought Dragon Ball Z was all fighting. Nope, it's all waiting mm-hmm. Yeah, one fight. It's a lot of talking and being like, I can't believe he's this powerful now. <laughs> yeah. Or or sometimes it's like, I'll let him get more powerful so I can fight him again. Okay, you're a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly kind of got a little, like, uh, fatigued from this, like, whole battle scene between the two of them. Because, like, it immediately, I think it was cool. Barra's battle with uh yako was two episodes long but this is east case fight he's the main character so of course he's going to be fighting for longer i don't know three episodes was kind of pushing it for me yeah it's weird because mm-hmm. like in dragon ball we just kind of accept this yeah while in yu hawk show it's like no there's like a you know there's <laughs> plot that takes place outside of fight scenes if y'all could just keep going right and like, this is like one continuous fight like kuwaras is broken up like well they're fighting here, and now they're gonna fight here. Yeah. But there's clearly like reasons why they're here now, and then they're in a different location later. While in this episode, it's like literally three episodes of in the same room in the same room. Suzaku so like just saying all the same crap, and Yusuke just saying the same crap back. And bird girlfriend like, just hanging out, saying same die every once in a while. <laughs> As you do, you know. The best Random part. new techniques that pop up every two seconds. I know! It's like, where is he pulling out all these? <laughs> His ad. <laughs> you got you got real quiet there. Um, it's like, yeah. the, like kid in the playground is like, oh, you didn't kill me? I had this armor on, or I had this technique, and now you're dead. Oh my god. When you said this kid in the playground says you didn't kill me, I thought you meant the kid who got in the way of that car that you <laughs> saved. I'm like, ah, uh, yes, his battle armor. Uh, but it's called plot. Ooh. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's the beginning of the end of the battle between uh, Yusuke and Suzaku, and Suzaku tries to unleash another storm of lightning fists. Uh, but, oh yeah, so he tries to use that attack that I'm not going to look up the name of again. Oh, Storm of Torment in English. Let's go with that. Uh, but can't since he used up all his energy on the previous attack. Uh, so Yusuke does like a huge beam-like, non-repeating version of Shotgun, yells out Shotgun as he does it. And kills four out of the five remaining Suzakus, uh, knocking out uh, even the last one, who's not dead, but he's knocked out. Nice. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty epic moment. Uh, so having used up all uh, all their ener- all their energy, both Suzaku and Yusuke go down. Uh, and so yeah, back in the human world, Keiko and Botan continue to run from the possessed people chasing them. Botan gets like whacked hard from a sneak attack, and she passes out. I know, it sucked. And, like, Keiko freaks out, but luckily 
she collects herself and like helps her and Botan, but now they're trapped and like have nowhere to go. Yusuke, it cuts back to the castle, and Yusuke's watching this from Suzaku's screen, and he crawls towards the flute to destroy it. Then the girl, Ladybird, Murugu, Suzaku's <laughs> bird, you know, all the birds, <laughs> tries to block him from taking the flute. Yusuke scares her off, threatening that he'll turn his, he'll turn his spear gun into... <laughs> on her making her fried chicken. There's a there's a typo. It is not her fault for what she just said. Well, <laughs> like okay, so I was just watching this and I was getting kind of beef. It's like oh, I, thought, I thought this one was me. Sorry, no, I that this was, one was me, me. That was me. Maybe I was also hungry because it was around lunchtime while I was watching this. But basically, it just sounded like he it, he was gonna fry her, and I just thought, oh wow, fried chicken sounds great. <laughs> fried lady bird. So I said. He's gonna, turn her, he's gonna turn oh, her into fried chicken with his spirit gun. Oh my god. <laughs> if she doesn't back off. <laughs> okay. So back in the spirit world, George admires how Yusuke must have learned um learned a lot from not blowing off all his energy in a two-one move and is starting to think ahead. Koema confirms that this isn't the case, and Yusuke really did use all of his energy. So, you know, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, yeah. Good then, thing. Good thing he's on. The other guy's knocked down. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Kuwamura, Karama, and Hiei are still fighting their way through the hundreds of zombies up in the watchtower, and Yusuke manages to grab the flute when suddenly Suzaku steps on his hand, and like he's still alive and kicking, and he kicks Yusuke around for good measure while the guy is down calling Yusuke's bluff and that his big mistake was wasting his energy on him but not killing him. And Yusuke counters saying that they're both equally injured. And Suzaku says that his final attack has one weak point. Um, In the Japanese version, it's accuracy missed by one of their vitals. In the English version, Suzaku says it just wasn't strong enough. Um... Saku then says that Yusuke doesn't understand in the Japanese version how terrible he is. In the English and Latin American versions, the depth is power. And, like, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, Joe got hit by one of those planes, so uh, <laughs> he's not going to be joining us for the rest of this cast. But yeah. we got, uh, we got uh, all those guys working on him, got uh, Koenma trying to revive him, so mm-hmm. maybe the next arc will... Will be the you you joke show. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, um, Suzaku says that Yusuke doesn't understand in the Japanese version how terrible he is in the English in the Latin American version the depth of his power. And then suddenly, all of a sudden, all the other Suzakus are consumed by main Suzaku and um Right? Yeah, so he gains back his power, and then he charges up, and in order to de- finally defeat Yusuke, he basically splits himself into seven clones again. What? So, Damn. in the US version, it says, if you take the lives of yourself in order to save yourself, is it murder? Oh my god. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be like six suicides? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, he's basically, like, spilling out some philosophy, um, and then it shows that Yusuke's in real trouble now because he basically has no energy, and Suzaku 
Plus, his six clones are at full power. Um, mm. And so he... Suzaku goes off to explain that he knows he made the mistake of treating Yusuke like a normal human, uh, while he it's clear that Yusuke isn't. And he doesn't know what exactly Yusuke is, but he'll make sure his attack is powerful enough to take down King Yama. And things are definitely not looking good. Um, the impact from Suzaku's lightning storm is enough to shake the tower, basically destroying the staircase that use that Kurama and Hiei and Kubara are running along to reach up to the top of the tower. And so they have to figure out a way to go up using Hiei's sword and Kurama's rose whip. How convenient. Yeah, how convenient. It's almost like they, they, they get there at the last second. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so with the Suzaku releases his final attack and Yusei just takes the full brunt of it, but doesn't go down. Suzaku's is like, hey, what's going on? What's <laughs> up? <laughs> Why is this happening? It's unbelievable. <laughs> what is Kakarot made out of? <laughs> and so it's like, he realizes that Yusuke in a previous attack had actually damaged his tentacle. Weird. In the English I hate version. when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? But in, in the Japanese version, he refers it to his antenna. Um, but really, it's just kind of, he has these, like, two, um, strings of hair that are, like, hanging in front of his face. It looks like one of those kids outside of Hot Topic. Yeah. His hair. <laughs> it's like his, uh, colored bangs that are actually <laughs> armored. <laughs> wow. That's so weird. <laughs> he, uses, he uses the extra tough, uh, hairspray on those ones. Yes. Um, in the English version, he says they're, like, thick armor. In the Japanese version, it's coating stronger than diamond. So that's, that's he's obsessed with diamonds. Like, really didn't he is. use the same analogy? Like, this can pierce diamonds. This yeah. is as strong as diamonds. Yeah. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. I think is just really bougie. Song. He's just a bougie man who... He bougie? He's just real bougie. <laughs> so Suzaku, or Yusuke actually has some strength left. And Suzaku realizes this and sees that he doesn't have enough to take um, another... To make another attack. And charges up for, like, the last one, so it can all end in everything. Yusuke knows that he can't take another hit and tries to figure out what to do. He sees Keiko in an unconscious botan about to be attacked by all the possessed people, and suddenly his eyeballs disappear as a burst of energy suddenly erupts from him. So, like, you know how in anime you have, like, the shiny eyes, as I like to call mm, them? Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden just one color. <laughs> so you know something's about to go down. And um, he unleashes his mighty spirit shotgun just in time for Kuwabara, Hiei, and Kurama to arrive. And they watch as Yusuke nails Suzaku with immense energy and the force blows up the entire chamber. The flute is destroyed, luckily, and the possessed people fall down. Also, his girlfriend is also the dead. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. But actually, the human world, including Votan and Keiko, are finally safe. And as Koenma, who's just again, in his office, watching the entire thing um, happen, rejoices. So he's no longer um, in trouble of getting any spanks because the human world is safe. (laughs) 
Yusuke is like drained of all his energy completely. And in the US version, like Saku says, it wasn't because you were, you weren't human that I lost. It's because you were. And that's like kind of a good foreshadowing about mm-hmm. things coming up and the foreshadowing between relations with humans and demons. And yeah, it's something we'll definitely have to elaborate later on in the series. In the Japanese version, he says, is this power of, of the bond between you two like that powerful or something like that? Yeah, I think he's referring to the bond that he has with Keiko. and Because mm-hmm. that's been kind of like the driving force behind Yusuke this entire fight. Or kind of the most of the series so far is like he's fighting for his loved ones. And that's why he overcomes basically... Um, actually dying, mm-hmm. and then almost dying in this particular arc. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I wanted to bring something up, because mm-hmm. I mentioned before that I was someone I was bothered with, was the bird bird person dying. I was kind of oh, like, yeah. that, that didn't really make sense, because it seemed out of character that he would let just the character just die that like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even, like, like, even his worst enemies, he didn't necessarily kill them. I okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Continue. Oh, no, I was, I was thinking, okay, maybe he did kill one guy, but... But like even like the guy like the guy that took the cat he didn't kill yeah. but like the birds like exploded I was expecting them to, like keep in like in a cage or something have like a <laughs> comic relief character like a like a you know die die exactly die, like die. um uh what, what the, the Artemis like from Sailor Moon oh yeah some yeah. of that nature well like I don't think I don't think he was like I'm gonna murder you I mean he kind of <laughs> did kill the last four Suzakus even though they they're technically people I guess by comparison like the way they explain it but mm-hmm. um. I think, I want to think that it's because he can't, he didn't, like, control his power. Right. So he just kind of, like, released whatever he could yeah. enough to win, but it ended up, you know, that's... I got your collateral yeah. damage. Yeah. And it wasn't like he went up to the bird and then went, like, stabby stabby. <laughs> well, I, I just assume that that's what, that was the intention, was trying to kill, like, that guy, just right. kill everybody, but I guess maybe, thinking about it, I guess maybe, it's, like, she got what she got coming to her for being, like, you know... All evil, like mocking, like um, I'm trying to think of an example, like a uh, like a, a side character that sits there and is like mm-hmm. being a douche and he just dies, <laughs> so like that. Maybe I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. more collateral damage than like intentional. I'ma kill this bird. Yeah, like, <laughs> bird. that would have been funny though. <laughs> He's like he just shoot shoots it. She <laughs> really just turned into fried chicken. <laughs> and then they ate her. <laughs> so, Kurama checks up on Yusuke and notices that his heart, luckily, is still beating just very slowly. But unfortunately, it might be the point where it might stop. Kuwabara is like, no, we gotta save him. And he shares his energy with Yusuke in order to save his life. And he is watching this all go on confused. And I think in the English version, he says, now I have to carry two of these guys. <laughs> well, they say in the Japanese one as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, it was, I actually liked it. I was like, oh, man, more bro relationship. It just shows why Kurobara is the best character in the show. Yeah. Kurobara is the best boy. Best boy. Best ship. <laughs> um, then we cut to back to... The human world in Yusuke is waking up in Kuwabara's room. Um, Kurama and Kuwabara are there, waiting by the bedside, and they let him know that he's been sleeping for, like, three days, and that he beat Suzaku. Um, Yusuke, like, asks Kuwabara um, about Keiko and Botan, and, like, the two of them are both, like, really quiet and solemn, and, like, Yusuke's like, well, well? 
<laughs> Tell me, goddammit. And, like, um, Yusuke's, like, thinking the worst. Then all of a sudden, the door opens, and it's Keiko and Botan alive and well, scolding Yusuke for being out of the bed. It's like, hey, we're not dead. No. Wow. Yeah. That's a dick move. It is such a dick. It's funny, <laughs> but it's like, like we know they made it out. But yeah. Like, I almost wish we didn't know they made it out. Mm-hmm. So that way this this reveal would have been like, oh, shit. Like, <gasps> ten times more suspenseful. Oh, man, maybe they didn't make it or they're seriously injured. Yeah. Nah. I think in the manga, if I remember correctly, they didn't really show what mm-hmm. happened with Botan Until and, this point. and Keiko. Yeah, they kind of just left it like, oh... Then now they're defeated, and they cut immediately to, like, Yusuke waking up um, in Kubar's room. So, the manga felt super suspenseful, at least from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, but, yeah, I think they kind of killed the suspense with uh, in the anime. Yeah. So, um, Kubar and... Karama, they're both, like, they're joking around, obviously, and Kulbar's, like, starts cracking up, while even Karama's like, I had to, I couldn't help myself, and chuckles. <laughs> and then he beats him up. Yeah. <laughs> He's beats him up. And then, um, later on, Keiko's leaving back to her house, and Yusuke follows, and he's like, wait up and apologizes for everything. And he even says, you can slap me. You can, you know, do whatever. And so it cuts to a scene where you see her hand raising. But instead of, like, hearing that slap sound that we're kind of used to. <laughs> <laughs> like we're trained to listen for now. Yeah, it ends up with her finger um, and, you know, like that. In the shape of an L on shape. his forehead. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but it was, it was like like an like a lecturing finger, like, don't do this again. Yeah. yeah. Make me a promise that you'll tell me what you're up to. Uh, uh, whatever. Um, uh, Botan told me everything. Yeah. Like, so. so, yeah. Now, every, and she's, they have this, like, a little sweet sentimental moment that I always like mm-hmm. with the show. And then, yeah, East K's mission's finally over. For now. For now. For now. One thing I was curious about, just uh, that I really want to bring up is, what do you guys feel about the the whole thing where, oh, don't tell them to protect them and keep it secret so it doesn't like, affect as a plot them. device every time? Yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Like, like, well, just like the concept of not telling them to protect them versus telling them to let them know what's going that's on. So dumb. That's That's... I think it's very contrived because it does more damage than good. Like oh yeah, every, and it's always it's always what causes problems. It's so cliche at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, in, I mean, obviously the show's twenty five years old, but like yeah. even before this, like it's always like the ah, oh, we're gonna protect them by yeah. keeping them in the dark about things they probably should know about. Like, like you know. who cares about preparing for things? Yeah, we'll like, we'll, we'll do we'll handle it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, even in the real world, that sort of it is extended as well. Where it's never really a good idea to keep something really big like that a secret. Mm-hmm. But then again, like in real practication, I have people that I've heard. Uh, no one, none of my friends know I do this show. So like, I have friends well, you know. who have. <laughs> I know, but I have friends who have had these big, like. I'm not your father type reveals like mm-hmm. in their own lives and it was to protect them. Yeah. So like in a, in a practical sense, like, yeah, it actually kind of makes sense. I, I actually kind of get it um, because it's like, ah, oh, you didn't need to know this information at the time. Mm. But like the way we use it as a plot device is, is just annoying at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, and sure. I just like the, 
discuss the whole concept. I thought it was really a really interesting one to talk about because mm-hmm. we see it all the time in here and maybe see if that would even work in real life or other cases where maybe it wouldn't work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's like an age-old trope. Not yeah. just in anime, but also mm-hmm. like American media. It's just like this yeah. whole... I feel like it'd be a part of it's just for the dramatic effect. Yeah. yeah. And also kind of gives like the burden between keeping a secret and keeping others safe. Like in mm-hmm. a way, a lot of people, they kind of hold in things about themselves. They don't want to show like the worst part about themselves to other people mm-hmm. in the way to not only protect themselves, but protect others yeah. from that bad side. Mm-hmm. Only in this context, it's actual, like, life and death situations. Yeah. Demons and humans yeah. and shit. I guess in, like, a way, so, like, that trope, in this case, it's kind of annoying because, like, it affects Keiko, like, every damn day. Yeah. Right? Like, she runs into demons on a deal. But at the same time, like, if you're an FBI, like, in a real world situation, if you're, like, an FBI agent or, like, you know, a CIA or whatever, like, you're not... To protect the people around you, you don't tell them yeah. certain things. Like, I guess if you think of use case like a secret agent, like or a like CIA. An, a detective or something, FBI, yeah. it's like it doesn't concern Keiko theoretically, so like she shouldn't tell her. But like in this fictional world where mm-hmm. everything affects Keiko, apparently, like, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, and like something like the FBI, I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, it's going to be stuck to your job, and you're not going to take it home with you. But right. Yusuke literally takes him home with him every, it's with yeah. him all the time it's yeah. part of his personality like they follow him around like every you know keiko's been in the middle of it since he's been back mm-hmm. and how, like how he got revived was because keiko like exactly. was yeah involved. keiko was there she, she's gotta be full on at this point right? yeah she like she, she was there from the beginning it's not like he married into keiko and like was also a spirit detective on yeah. the side like or some crap like that yeah yeah so um, now that we covered that actual episodes, we mm-hmm. wanted to talk a little bit more about the connection of the Saint Beast to East Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we saw the different four Saint Beasts actually represented four different mythological creatures that are important to um, like to East Asian cultures in Japan as well as in China. Um, with the first Saint Beast that we saw Gembu. Gembu. Um, he was, in the anime, he's like a rock creature, but he de- most um, represents the turtle, um, or the black turtle of the north, which has a lot of features or, um, tie- associated with winter and water. Um, and he's represented as a turtle and a snake wrapped together um, as a black warrior associated with longevity. Um, the traits um are complemented to as wise, intelligent, and friendly, um, almost similar to the vermilion bird of the north. Uh, this is something like these qualities we see in Karama. So something with, you know, like um, our four main characters versus the four main saint beasts is they're kind of mirrors to each other. Yeah. Um, so later um, it's like I'm um, going to, Directly, Karama's going to be directly associated by with a demon who's traditionally depicted riding a turtle. So we'll see that parallel even more. And yeah, um, with the next creature, Biako, um, he's like 
the white tiger of the West, and he's associated with fall and metal. Um, he's seen as brave and determined, kind of like the foil to the dragon of the East. And being brave and determined are like huge traits of Kuwabara. Um, there's a lot of sense of yang and um, kind of like the more Western modernized samurai spirit trope that we often see. And yeah, so Biako actually has a bad relation with the next Saint Beast, um, Siryu. So it's kind of like a good parallel, I think. Well, and one of the things I, I liked about Biako that maybe no one really picked, that I don't think people picked up on is the uh, the fact that he, you know, he put his trust into people like mm-hmm. like a like Kurobara can, mm-hmm. but it's like a reverse with him because when when Kurobara did it, he. Was reward he got these friends he got this group of people that can understand him now yeah and Biako did he got turned to a freaking ice sculpture <laughs> yeah 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 does someone want to elaborate on the next one um I'm not really familiar with a lot of these yeah. ones that's okay uh so the next Saint Beast uh Siryu and he his mythological counterpart is the Azure or Blue Dragon of the East um which who is associated with spring and wood. And this is one of the dragon gods of the five forms of the highest deity. Mm. Uh, it has a known for having a very calm but deadly disposition, which serves as a foil to the tiger of the west. So this kind of basically is a lot shares a lot of attributes to who he he is is as a person. Um, that's why he he and Sarah you fight. Because they serve as each other's foils. Hmm. Um, and so a lot of Hiei's attacks that we'll see later in the series are actually dragon-themed. Hmm. And uh, so Siryu is more associated with Yin in the more eastern... No, Hiei is Oh, more... Hiei. Oh, sorry about that. So Hiei is more associated... With Yin. With Yin in the more Eastern uh, version of the Samurai Spirit. And Siryu is also the bringer of death and stasis. So which really ties into well to his ice powers. Mm -hmm. And then we have a final Saint Beast, our leader, Suzaku. And he's kind of also known as the Vermilion... I don't Vermilion Bird of the South. And associated with summer and fire... Um, it's apparently often confused with the Ping Huang, which is more of the explicit phoenix-like, um, creature. Hmm. Um, traits are, like, passionate and resilient, and that's definitely something, traits that Yusuke has. And other things, like, Phoenix has, like, that Yusuke also has is, like, literally being brought back from death. Um, Yusuke later you'll see that his aura is, like, phoenix-shaped. Mm. And generally, like, phoenix are kind of, like, leadership kind of creatures. And that's kind of, like, seen with Yusuke. He's kind of considered to be the leader as well as, like, the main character. Yeah, and, and on top of that, if you think about it, the phoenix is... He came back from that being the slacker student that no one thought would go anywhere to. Mm-hmm. This guy that, you know, is... Well, from being self selfish and to the... Being this guy that everyone relies on, that yeah. that he's he became selfless and turning people's mind and trying to succeed, even though he had, still has that attitude. He's trying to change himself and try to put himself last instead of first, like he did before before he died. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so quite literally a uh, quite literally, I love the phoenix <laughs> representation going on here. That's pretty cool, and you kind of see the phoenix representation seen in like Suzaku as well. As well, like you know, after he absorbs his copies and makes his copies again, mm-hmm. I can see that. And then you know, Suzaku's a very passionate leader, not a great leader, but a leader. <laughs> He's, passionate. Yeah. He's passionate. Yeah, well, passionate. Lots of passionate leaders. Lots of passion. <laughs> And, uh, and unlike Josuke, his girlfriend died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like the analysis of the Four Saint Beasts. And I think um, as the series goes on, when we're doing the Dark Tournament and Chapter Black, we'll have even more analysis of like the influences that shaped Yu Hakusho. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. So. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I've really enjoyed this episode. As somebody that yeah. hasn't, as somebody that hasn't watched this before, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably my favorite part of the show so far, yeah. compared to the Ginkai tournament arc, mm-hmm. the uh, and the just the the resurrection arc. I really liked this one. It was they had some great characters, some great villains. Mm-hmm. And great character building, which I'm I'm always a fan of. So yeah, I was very happy with this. Yeah, I think this is a lot of what a lot of our generation remember about the Yu Yu Hakusho. Is like kind of I know we said, oh yeah, we all remember like the earlier parts. But yeah, like, I think this is where we kind of have that like mm-hmm. feeling inside, like oh yeah, this is what I came for Yu Yu Hakusho for. Yeah, right? like, I, this is why I watched it was like these types of fights and this type of kind of character development. And, these jokes in the American yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely the most nostalgic. Because mm-hmm. the other ones, it felt not... Well, so far. It was so far yeah. back. And it was like, oh, wow, I kind of remember this. But this one was like full-on nostalgia. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could definitely call a lot of Yusuke's fight with Suzaku, but also a lot of, like, the moments with Kubara and Biako. And I definitely remember uh, this chase scene's with uh, Keiko and mm-hmm. Botan and just being like, they're gonna, they're gonna die! Yeah. <laughs> I can't watch the next episode! <laughs> no! Yeah. It's cool. I personally liked it because it's finally the moment in time where all the four main characters, because I do consider Hie, Kobara, Kurama, and Yusuke to be the main, main yeah. characters. Oh, to see them all together at once. So mm-hmm. I, I just thought, yes! The teams together. Yeah. Avengers before the actual Avengers. Assemble. <laughs> Assemble. The little movies. Yeah. 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 yeah, so thank you everyone for listening to the Yu Yu Hawk Show. Your support means all three worlds, human, demon, and spirit to us. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat with us on our Facebook at the Yu Yu Hawk Show and at our Twitter at the Yu Yu Hakusho. Show. Our Facebook has two O's in it, by the way. Yeah, no. somebody took it. <laughs> it. Tune in for the next episode where we'll discuss the anime episodes 22 through 25 and talk more about Studio Perot. Bye! Thank Bye, you! Oh, if you stayed this long, thanks for dealing with all the penis jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, but later, guys. Bye! Bye.
Tastes like summer. 
So I actually did not read the thing. I thought it was Cabo Cha flavor, so pumpkin flavored. Oh, yeah. Because um, the melon, I don't know, Cabo Cha like, has a thin greenish, dark green skin right. and like an orangey flesh. Uh, it's, a, it's a type of squash yeah. like in the Philippines. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> it really does taste like melon. Like, they get their flavors down pretty well. Um, not all of it tastes technically good, but like this mascarpone <laughs> cheese melon flavor. <laughs> I never thought about mascarpone cheese and melon in the same thing. Oh, I don't want really to make a cake like that. That would, yeah, sound good. like ricotta ricotta honey flavored ice cream mm. last night it was so fucking good that sounds good it was a melt um ooh melt you know what's weird also Japan has really expensive fruit oh like, yeah like everyone I mean, knows you that you have to ship everything in yeah so. it's insane so even like because they don't do they have a lot of domesticated or like fruit that's been there for they, a long time kind they have some stuff like you can buy like general grocery fruit aren't like but apples it's still okay? apples are yeah, okay priced they, grow, they have their own variety yeah so. like yeah they have food they have Fuji apple yeah. and stuff like that but like they have a decent amount of apples but like and melons are okay mm-hmm. but like the way they grow fruit in Japan like they can grow melons they can grow apples and stuff but like it, they're all about the aesthetic mm-hmm. right oh, yeah like if it's not if it's not pretty, Let's try to do the it's not. I'll go find it. Go away. No uglies. No uglies <laughs> here. Yeah. And like in grocery stores, you can find like okay fruit. Like that's not it's super like pretty. Okay fruit. Okay fruit. Okay. But like fruit Just in Japan, right. like grapes are like forty eight dollars. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Oh, what? I'm not kidding. Like one bunch of very pretty grapes. They probably don't even taste that good. They're just very pretty, and very big, and very round. Are forty eight dollars. I've seen that video. So you know how grapes only yeah. grow between like certain altitudes. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Japan has obviously like very like varying topology. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if the exact part that's in that interstitial zone is already like developed. So like we cannot fucking grow, grow fruit. Yeah. <laughs> it's I possible. Mean, it's very possible. Can't they just like do a normal? Well, normal people don't have a greenhouse. So if you do the greenhouse thing at higher elevations, it's expensive. So it would still jack up the price, but differently. I, I guess. So yeah. like, and I mean. A lot of the so the fruit that's forty eight dollars. It's not like you're going to go out to buy forty dollars grapes for yourself yeah. and your family. It's oh, a that's gift. What you think. Yeah, <laughs> it's a gift. You really give these fruits like you go to your like great aunt's house and you like yeah. need a housewarming present or something. Like you're going to get your forty eight dollars orange. Like so, are we talking about grapes as in like you know the the green grapes and the the purple grapes? Or are we talking absolutely? About- I think of pictures. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, with how, like, you know, gourmand a lot of people in Japan are is if they have, like, no, we got these ones from France. Fuck the kind they grow in the U.S. Exactly. Imagine they go to the U.S., they just have an existential crisis. They have grapes for a couple cents a pound, and they're just losing their shit. But yeah, I'm ready to record yeah. the next Oh, it's been recording for a while. I wanted to put on for the melon thing, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, we recorded well, a little bit. Do you want to... Um, could you stop that one and save it out as a separate thing, and I'll put it at the end of the episode? I could, but I don't want to. Oh, no, okay. I'm just well, I got it. Well, like, just, 